to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today we have Scott Lewis on the line. He's the CEO over at Spartan Investment Group. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Uh, really excited to be here. So, Scott, I'm, I'm excited to get in a little bit more into what you're doing over at Spartan Investment Group and how you're helping your clients um, invest there. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Uh, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so mine really kind of started later in life. I was probably in my mid-30s when I cut my entrepreneurial teeth. I, I didn't really have the, hey, I started my first business when I was 12 years old selling lemonade. That 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 was really never me. I kind of towed the corporate line, if you will, went to college, got a degree, uh, went and you know, worked for uh, a biotech company. I did kind of a little bit of a non-traditional. I quit my job at the age of 27 and I joined the military and then went and was active duty for a couple of years. And I came out and I joined the federal government and I just I wasn't really happy there. And I was reading a lot of books on, on businesses and building businesses. And it was something I was interested in, but I hadn't really done uh, a whole lot of, of entrepreneurial ventures in my life. And I kind of started while I was still a government employee and started building Spartan Investment Group part-time. And that part-time turned into full-time plus another job. Uh, and then that full-time plus another job turned into just me being at Spartan. So I, I'd say I was, I don't know, probably in the, the mid-range of a, of a traditional entrepreneurial venture. No, I love this. Um, I love your track. And the, the reason I like it is because, um, you know, the way the way I think of it is you just had uh, and we don't do this anymore. So a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people think they have to go out and they have to just uh, start. And the, the thought process is, well, once upon a time, there was an apprenticeship phase. It was learning skills. It was learning how to operate within business and different models and to figure out what you liked and where you want, what direction you want to go in. So I think that there's uh, quite a few people listening to this right now that are maybe thinking about becoming entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, they've been um, kind of toying with the idea, or maybe they've even been, you know, um, building a business uh, on the side, just the same manner that you are, and they're really considering going full time with the venture. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that? Let's see, let's say first time entrepreneur that's going to be maybe leaving the corporate space and uh, starting out with their first venture. No, uh, great question, Adam. So I would say that I have a saying, uh, hungry bellies make bad decisions. So for those that are that are that still have their W-2 job and and that are building skill sets, a, a lot of businesses fail right out of the gate, and I think they fail for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them primarily is that the entrepreneurs themselves are uncapitalized. So when you go out and you start your own business, it can be a while before you get paid, and your and your pay can be very very erratic. You could get a whole wheelbarrow of cash in one month and then nothing for the next six. Um, you know, as you start a business, you know, there's a there's a book out there, Simon Sinek, Leaders Eat Last. And if you start the business and you start hiring employees, you're taking on the responsibility for their livelihood, which means they get paid before you. 
So a lot of businesses, I think, fail because folks, they, they, they want to pull that ripcord of the W-2 job and get out there and be on their own. And that's a fantastic move, but you've got to make sure that you've got enough cash in the bank that you can go six months without a paycheck. You know, we've, we've, we've seen some folks and done business with some folks that have, have pulled that ripcord and, and then six months later, they're asking us for a job because they, they, they couldn't quite, they didn't have enough runway to, to make it before their businesses really started, got, really got off the ground and started moving. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I can see that. And it's one of those things. I mean, you can plan, you can try, and sometimes it still may not work in your favor. But at least if you're planning ahead of time and, and really um, putting some thought into how far your cash flow is going to last and at what point you need to like uh, be realistic, especially if you have other responsibilities. So, you know, for some of the younger listeners right now, maybe you don't have children or you don't have that much in debt or other things. So you can be a little, take a little bit more risk, but for those that are, you know, have a child, have family, have a mortgage. I mean, these are, these are, those are big, big deals. You got to make sure that that's all taken care of. So I love what you said, uh, Scott, in terms of, uh, Hungry bellies make poor decisions. Um, let's let's change it up a bit. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more about what you're doing as CEO over at Spartan Investment Group. Uh, so, what kind of clients are you helping, and what exactly are you helping them with? Yeah, so at, at Spartan, we're real estate developers and syndicators. Now, I, to to most folks that that aren't in the, the the syndication investment space, that sounds like something from a video game or like a Godfather movie. Uh, in fact, I actually I, I thought that same thing when we when we first started. My business partner and I we were, we were raising capital. And he's like, "Hey man, I think we're doing this thing called syndication." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking? We're not doing syndication. That's for like the mob. We're not like we're not a syndicate." I, I saw that in Grand Theft Auto Four. Like that's not us. <laughs> but yeah, yep, that was us. Yeah, we we were totally doing that. So I, everybody basically starts out the same way and doing it wrong. But, but a syndication is nothing more than a group of investors that come together to to, to make, it, make something happen. A lot of movies are syndicated. Uh, a venture capital, I mean, you, could, you can call that a syndication kind of loosely. But really what we do is we go out and we raise private equity from both accredited and non-accredited investors to do real estate deals. Now, there's a lot of folks out there that are, that are just syndicating the money. They're not actually the operators. At Spartan, we control the entire value chain uh, from everywhere from finding the deals ourselves to funding them with private equity and debt to operating them uh, with our in-house property management and uh, capital projects team. Mm. And so what, um, so, so two things I want to get out of this. So number one, I know there's some people listening that have heard, heard, heard the term syndication, have heard, you know, they know a little bit, maybe they were approached um, and, They've just never gone that route in terms of investing, and I think that you're a great person to explain it. Um, so let's start with this. In terms of syndication, what are some things that people should look out for to know if they're maybe working with a reputable company or not? Like, what are some what are some telltale signs? Yeah, good question. So with um, with syndications, they're also called private placements. So you'll you'll see those referenced in a lot of different places and. These are exempt offerings. We, we're still bound by SEC law, but we're not bound by the same restrictions that say, um, you know, the, a stock that you would buy on the NASDAQ or the Dow Jones or something like that. But these are securities that folks are buying. So, I, I you know, doing a, a good thorough, I mean, even Google search on the people that, that you're looking for. We've, we've, we've had people want to raise money for us 
in our deals. We we don't do that as of yet, but we've had these folks come to us, and there was one there was one person that was that wanted to raise money for us. We did a quick Google search, and we found uh, an SEC complaint on him like two or three years ago. Um, so it's mm-hmm. as easy as that. I, I would ask for management histories as to what they've done in the past, and then really just you know have a couple of good conversations with folks to to make sure that you know their their values align with yours. So that you don't necessarily get into something that um, that you don't want to be in, and then honestly trust your gut. Um, there's a situation. There was a, a an investor that my partner and I we, we he he uh, presented a deal to us, and we were just like, I don't know, man. That guy seems kind of like a dirtbag. And, and lo and behold, the investment's going very, very, very badly. And, and we walked away because we just got a bad feeling about the guy, um, and, and trusted our gut. No, that 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 uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so now we have an idea that at the least, at the very least, you should at least do a Google search if somebody approaches you with a syndication deal. Um, now, the next step I would say is kind of evaluating deals and what's being presented to you. What are some um, what are some things that people should really look at when they're when they're evaluating the deal? Great question. There's uh, when, whenever I kind of you know, provide some guidance on, on folks to, that to answer your question. It's don't necessarily pay attention to the deal. Really focus on the team. I can go in and I can create the snazziest marketing, marketing packet and I can create the best looking financials and I can show you a 4,000% return and all this other business. None of that matters if the team is garbage. I've watched uh, teams that were bad take a fantastic deal and throw it in the trash. And I've seen mm-hmm. teams that are awesome take a just hot mess, and my team is one of them, to take an absolute hot mess of an investment and turn it into just printing money. So it's really, it, it's 100% based on the team. A lot of folks get really wrapped around the axle about the deal. They're, they're, they're looking at the deal. They're looking at the financials. They're like, oh, my God, this can't lose. The, the feasibility is fantastic. And, you know, it's going to be a 22% return, and it's this and it's that. None of that matters if the if the team that's operating it screws it up. Mm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And so the way to think about it maybe is that, and and I guess because literally this is how you're investing. You're investing in a business. So you're when you're investing in a business, you're investing in the management team of that business also. Um, in this case, it's not quite as direct, but because they're controlling your money, it's the same thing. In terms of end result, management team can run that deal into the ground, just like a management, of incorrect management company can run a company that was cash flowing great and doing just fine into the ground in a season. Um, so the same thing with this case. The only end result is that, of course, this one, the end, the end output is a piece of real estate or development or whatever in that space um, that the syndication is being centered around. Um, no, I love it. That's great, great advice. So if somebody's listening to this, Scott, and they want more information on Spartan Investment Group, um, what's the best way for them to get that? Yeah, they can reach out in a couple of different ways. They can go to our website, which is just www.spartan-investors.com, or they can reach out to me via LinkedIn. I'm Scott Lewis. I'm the dashingly handsome bald guy uh, in the picture when, when you find me on there. Or they can just reach out to me via email. That's Scott at spartan-investors.com. 
That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Scott, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your background and also your tips uh, for success in the syndication realm. And uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Scott, thanks again for coming on the show. 